Hello everyone, welcome back. It is Wednesday, June 21st. My name is Chris, this is the Reader Copy Podcast, and I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. Yes, I'm joining on the podcast too. Feeling great, feeling well rested. I slept 11 hours last night. That's a lot. It's maybe too much, maybe. Do you ever feel worse when you sleep too much? That was today, that was this morning. Oh, you feel feel bad? I felt like groggy right away, Mm. and then it still felt like an hour. I felt groggy until I had my coffee set into my veins. I see. But it was like, I needed that. I needed I needed a good rest. Why, you haven't been sleeping? I've been sleeping like five or six hours recently. That's that's not enough for me personally. Like I'm still the, the eight hour, you know. Beauty sleep. Beauty sleep type of thing. That's that's my goal. Maybe you need 10. I think so. <laughs> if, I, if I could fit it in there, but literally any less and I'm groggy or not well rested enough. What I want is eight hours of sleep, mm. but like 20 hours of awake. The math doesn't work out that way. Well, I mean, you just got to keep pushing the, the day later. I see. Okay. <laughs> the, the You work the sun to your schedule. I, I mean, reg- whatever it is, if the sun's going to set when I like, I've only been awake for four hours. It, it, it's, it's, it, that's its problem. Yeah. It's not up to you. It's not. Even... I don't control the universe. Uh, you just control your awake. Yeah. <laughs> when are your eyes open? It's just, I feel like I, I wish it was more hours in the day. Mm-hmm. I know that's an old cliche saying. Yeah. Crazy impossible. Uh, there's, I, they say like, wake up earlier. Yeah. But then I'm going to go to bed earlier too. So it's, yeah. Or you're just going to be sleepy like I was for yeah. these last couple of days. I'm definitely not a morning person. I I've hear people say that and I, I, I don't believe them. Like I well, just don't. a morning person? Yeah. I just don't think, I think they're just less groggy than I am maybe, but it's just where you're excited to wake up yeah. and like be a morning person. That's impossible. I to think. I'm barely an afternoon person. <laughs> really? <laughs> You're, you're a night owl? Yeah, but also I don't like to go out at night. You just want to be awake at night. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've been in those phases of life where I'm most efficient past midnight. Yeah. Or like, well, it's like those are like college years where I just like, that's where I can get so much work done is after midnight the next day. Right. I, actually, I'm, you're a early. Mor- I'm an early morning person. <laughs> <laughs> I do the weirdest things like, it'll be like you said, like midnight or something like that. And I'll decide like, I'm going to rearrange the living room or something like that. Yeah, I've and done that. do that. <laughs> it's just like mm, I, there needs to be a change right now, so that I'm gonna rearrange yeah. the the furniture. Right, that's the fix that you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a lot of times I do that because I'm, I'm forced to finish it because because you can't go to sleep. I can't sleep like <laughs> with it halfway done. I think I've actually done that before. Just falling asleep with it halfway done. Oh, okay, I just laid on the bed. That was <laughs> that that needed to be cleared, and then I left it for the morning. Yeah, I've literally done that before. Yeah, I it's, don't know. Sleep is. I've always had trouble with sleep. Me too. Yeah, it's one of those things you just uh, with like having more time during the day. Mm-hmm. Do you have you ever been that that in that mode where you're looking for productivity tips to be more efficient and like were you ever on that grind of like looking for like reading Tim Ferriss and like. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been on the thing where I, I read books, but like a lot of podcasts, like how to make your day more efficient and things like that. When I know I have like, I have a chunk of work to do, like a project or whatever that is, sit down in front of a computer for hours to do that. Yeah. You know what I'll do is I'll watch Social Network. Really? And it inspires me to like, oh, he's in the zone right now. He's plugged in. Don't bother him. You need, What you need is a Justin Timberlake to tell yeah, people. Right. Oh, he's jacked in right now. Don't mm-hmm. don't talk to him. Uh-huh. I would, like his, uh, a million dollars is not cool. You know what's cool is a billion dollars. <laughs> He invented Napster. <laughs> and then uh, out of nowhere, Andrew Garfield smashes your laptop in and all, all those hours of work were for nothing. I'm just saying like the, the that movie has a soundtrack. Hmm, really? That really makes you just want to like 
focus almost the the rhythm of the movie or specifically the music the music really yeah you know I, the I, music? Never, I never noticed it i want to say that's nine inch nails guy oh uh, what yeah i don't know or i could be very wrong though <laughs> i could be 100 percent wrong but i think i'm right but it's just the the you're seeing this guy a yeah. uh, mark zuckerberg probably make like one of the biggest companies and at least like you just don't see that in movies a lot so this is it's like really like pushing you mm-hmm. if you're like well if he can do that i can do what i'm doing right now it's that kind of yeah like it's just because he in the movie i don't know how accurate it is it's probably not that accurate right but in the movie he gets dumped by his girlfriend right sure and then for revenge he makes like a whole new website overnight about dissing girls yeah and that became facebook yeah right so if he could do that i get at least do the first part. <laughs> Get dumped on? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe that mean spirit, you feel that already now on Facebook and Instagram nowadays. That's the company itself. I don't know. Do you still use Facebook? Like personally? No. I log in because like family stuff is on there for some yeah. reason. Like, you know, distant relatives or whatever chat there. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. And um, then see what people in high school are doing? No, no, thank no, you. No, thank you. Yeah. No. For, yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah. I'm in like a high school reunion group, class of whatever. Oh, really? Uh, Facebook? Facebook group? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever posted anything on it. I never have. I forget that they exist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of Facebook and, and social network, sure. Is there another movie about you? She was made about another company, maybe. Oh, well, what's what's? Oh, Apple. Oh, okay. Well, there's I think we made two. <laughs> uh, what else is there? I guess there's the McDonald's one that's pretty entertaining with Michael yeah. Keaton. But would you want one about Google? Because or you know what I want is there the is, one there about. There is one. There is. There's the one starring um, uh, Vince Vaughn and oh, come on. <laughs> Owen Wilson, the two guys that made Google, right? I want the one about the two guys that made YouTube. Oh, yeah? That'd okay. be interesting. Really? Yeah, because they sold YouTube to Google. It was just two of them, right? Was it? Yeah, they made YouTube. Um, I, I forgot how much they sold for it. It was like billions. That's a big deal. Yeah. I'd love and to no, see that I don't even know their names, but they should be kind of... That's how you do it. Like, make billions and not be famous. So they made billions? Well, I think so. It was the two of them, right? At yeah. that time, they're a company. By the time they yeah. sell, like, they have employees. So how much do you think know. was their cut? You, well, you think it was two guys that sold it for billions? Yeah. Wow, no way. Because when they sold it it looked like a forum like it looked really like it, it had the youtube logo right in the search bar and then just videos but wasn't like everything like that at that era like everything kind looked of, like yeah. that so i mean yeah it's up to cutting edge of the I'm time just saying like two guys could do that sitting at this table <laughs> <laughs> i don't believe in this <laughs> what could we sell to google <laughs> You know, the the Instagram guys did the same thing for Meta, like the, the two guys that made Instagram, mm-hmm. but they had a totally different philosophy of what it became. Like they were totally against the ad model of well, so Instagram. Was Facebook at first. Well, I guess, but like they thought that that was the, the bane of the existence of the internet. Okay. And then it's, it's like nice. everywhere. Yeah. And then uh, they got sold out and, you know. Yeah. How would you feel? Like, is there something, let's say like you made this pet project, mm-hmm. it's your thing, you have like this idea for it, but then Google comes around and like oh we're gonna give you a billion dollars for it you would sell it right um yeah i guess so if i needed the billion dollars if you needed the billion dollars if i needed it if i if i already had two <laughs> if i had one billion i'd sell it for an extra second billion <laughs> but if i had two billion maybe my morals would outweigh the money okay right. <laughs> how about you oh yeah we've I, talked about this about shark tank too oh what do you mean oh what yeah would you sell a hundred percent of your product for a million dollars of the business of the business or 
would you want to keep some equity, like keep 50 50 or something like that? In my head, I'm always like, sell all of it and get the million and just come up with something else. Yeah. But it's it's like some people have ties to the business. They, they see it yeah. as like a philosophical thing. But also, just okay, in the well, money wise, are never going to be rich. What if, what if they saw it? As a billion dollar company, it's not a million dollar company. Yeah, but you have to think about what it'll take to get there. Yeah, what if you can do it? Huh? If you could do it, you wouldn't be in Shark Tank. I know the Scrub Daddy guy made a lot of money. Sure. Yeah. Do they offer him to buy out his whole company? I, do, I don't know the, what the deal was. Yeah. But, but still. I'm just saying like, whatever. I feel like 99.9% of the time, whatever product I have come up with, if they'll offer to buy the whole thing for a million. One uh, million? Yes. Guaranteed. Go ahead. Take it. And then I'll come up with something else. You should yeah <laughs> also like some of those comp- those their companies ready some of them yeah. right it's not just the guy they might have employees and that million is not what they're getting it, they might well no they buy the whole company from mm-hmm. ownership right so if you're a hundred percent owner that's oh, it yes so you get a hundred percent of the thing i don't know how it works really okay they, they still work for the company so the shark that bought them will have to deal with them like oh, whatever like old employees keep them or keep fire them, them. it's yeah. up to the sharks now they're the shark feet the shark food <laughs> They're blood in the water. Wow. Okay. We should make a company go on Shark Tank just to promote our podcast. <laughs> We'd be like, Halo Sharks. We have a podcast that's been going on for like three, four years, and we've made zero money. <laughs> we, we can give you 5% for $100 million. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, why don't you explain to them how the show works? Maybe they'll invest. Well, listen, Sharks, here I read a copy podcast. is split up into three bits. First up, we'll run down the comic book news that came in this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. And today, we're doing Thanos Returns. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories. Is where we talk about what we've been watching, reading, and the entertainment we've enjoyed this week. All right, let's hop into the news. Last week, we were talking about um, Captain America 4. Yeah. Brave New World. And like, uh, I was talking about upcoming Marvel movies like Thunderbolts, uh, Deadpool. And I said, um, luckily, those movies are not delayed. <laughs> and, that, and then when they heard that, they're like, no, let's delay it. You think like Marvel forgot? Oh, yeah, we should probably delay those things. They're thinking like, this writer's strike is going on longer than we thought. Mm. And then there's a looming actor strike right after it. Wow. Yeah. So I think um, they're like, let's let's hold off any production right now. Let's, let's not gr- grind our gears just yet. Yeah. It seems like they were speeding up really fast earlier, trying to uh, come back after the, the pandemic. But now they're slowing things down. They have to because, mm-hmm. I mean, the writers are not working. So a bunch of um, movies are getting delayed, not just Marvel, but um, across Disney, I think. But uh, there's a bunch of dates that are now pretty much taking the slot after. Mm-hmm. It's like Brave New World was going to be in May. Now it's going to go to July. And then Thunderbolts is going to go to December and Blade moves to February of 25. Mm-hmm, right. So that's like a lot later. And then down the line, we're talking like uh, the Avengers Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. They're getting pushed back like a whole year. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that they're leaving us fans waiting that much longer. But yeah. um, it was kind of inevitable, I feel like. The writers are forcing their hand they're trying to right that's the whole yeah. intention are we used to this now is it just uh inevitable yeah I, i'm inevitable <laughs> i think if anything the pandemic made it so that the companies 
are okay with doing it now. Mm. Like they started this trend, and I feel like uh, they, I think they're gonna get delayed again, just because. Oh, really? I I mean, how who knows how long the actors uh, strike is gonna be? Yeah. Right. I mean, and I've no idea, I've I've no inside news on how the writers are feeling about their their negotiations, but that could be forever. Who knows? Um, I know this happens a lot in like the video game industry. Does it? Oh, yeah. Delays. They, they'll, yeah, they'll announce a game and then like actually it's delayed, and then um it gets delayed several times usually because usually once you delay it once they're like well it doesn't matter now we can keep delaying it we missed the mark yeah yeah so i think maybe now it's it's expanding to other industries like movies are more comfortable delaying things uh it could i don't know be like the new regular i feel like they're yeah it, it i think it's they're totally used to pushing things back i think these dates that we hear now are not set in stone mm-hmm. um but come on writers just <laughs> i know you guys want to get paid but uh, come on we, we need to watch things <laughs> we have a podcast did you hear about that you know what's funny is I think I could be wrong, but I think um, Deadpool is actually moving forward. Why is that? Is it be, they have an empty slot again, or what? The, yeah, because like I think um, the slot that Captain America was going to take, okay, which was May I think of next year, is now open because it's getting pushed back. So Deadpool's moving forward. Okay, I see. Because I think they're already in production of that with Deadpool. Oh, okay. So there's no right. We're not waiting on writers. Yeah. Okay. I could believe that. Maybe maybe the whole shakeup of the name threw everything off. The sh- name of Captain America Four. <laughs> <laughs> it's ruining Marvel. Maybe that's why. It was a it was a domino effect, you know, a butterfly effect yeah. of sorts. I wonder if this gives any like leeway for Disney to do anything with um their actors like criminal allegations. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, there's there seem to be piling up. Yeah. So like if they don't need those actors for like a whole nother year, maybe it gives them time to either like finish their legal troubles or find a replacement. Yeah. They can't write their way out of it they don't have writers <laughs> yeah so yeah maybe new actors is possibly down the line they have to improv their way out of it unfortunately this might be like a blessing in disguise for <laughs> what they get from the whole movie yeah if they do that technically they're not breaking any writers strikes because nothing was written down right they have to yes and their way out of this i like this so it's like <laughs> they're replacing all the actors with ben schwartz and <laughs> all the improv people <laughs> Yeah, I can see that happening. The Avengers is just like the new groundlings. I like it. They're just going to get second city people to be in all this stuff. Uh, yeah, make it a reality show. That's there one option, yeah. right? Uh, Seven heroes live in a house. Yeah. <laughs> And they have to go into the real world. I like it. I like it. Um, uh, Avatar's getting pushed back too. Yeah. I mean, that's... I'm used to it. Well, that's like the franchise that's been known for pushing back for this yeah. la- last movie. It's just... Still going to come out like sooner than one and two like separation was. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I, I think it's like Zoe Saldana said like, great, I'm going to be 50 when <laughs> the last movie comes out. It's CGI. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they'd already have old people in the cast playing younger basically younger teams. versions of themselves. Yeah. Even the, the the military guys. So it's like, they're not in a rush, actually. They're, right. the, they're the ones that are set up sitting pretty. How does the Navi age? Have you seen an old one? I don't know. If I, well, then, uh, yeah, I think there's old ones, right? They're kind of tribal, right? So it's like, yeah. maybe their healthcare system's not super good. So it's not like they live forever for very long, like yeah, modern know. day people are. Yeah. And also when you're taller, you live shorter. <laughs> It's true. Is that how it is? Yeah, it is. <laughs> when you're taller, you live shorter. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're short, you live taller. <laughs> 
All right. Um, that's weird because not only are these getting delayed, Sony announced more movie dates. Interesting. Okay. For their for their Marvel movies, which is like in the world of Spider-Man. And we don't know firmly what these movies are yet, but we do have some dates for them. Untitled Marvel movies uh, for Sony, November 8th, 2024 and June 27th, 2025. So there are three movies we know that are for sure coming and have dates. Right. Um, there was uh, Craven. The Hunter. Uh, there is m- the Madam Web movie. For some reason. And then there's the El, El Muerte movie. I forgot about that one. Which is the Bad Bunny movie. Right. So those are coming out and they have dates already. So it's not any of those. And speculation is the first one November 8th, 2024 could probably be Venom 3. Venom 3. Um, and it, I think it's already announced that movie's coming. Yeah, but they never set a date. Right. So it's most likely this sooner date, I think. So Tom Hardy returning, reprising the role. Um, sure, I guess. I mean, I, I'm not excited about it. <laughs> Look, after I'm the, sure. <laughs> I felt like it was coming just because... I think it's like uh, a moneymaker, right? The second one was not great. I kind no. of wish they didn't wouldn't make a third, but... Really? Is that bad? Uh, maybe a switch up is good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is, I'm assuming Andy Serkis is not going to direct this one. Yeah, I think it's a, a new director, actually, is okay. taking up the third one. Like, this is their mm-hmm. first feature film. Okay, that, <laughs> that doesn't bode well, but could be surprising. I think someone that's a writer in the industry already, um, but mm-hmm. directing is the first endeavor for a feature film, right? Like, okay. Yeah. Um. I think these are going to be bigger movies because they selected dates where IMAX screens are also available. Like they're not reserved yet I by see. other movies. So we're talking big movies. We're talking Spider-Man 4 already. Tom Holland returning for that thing. Uh, Could that be it? I would, I would love that per- personally. And it's it's kind of like a prime spot. June 2025. So it's like summertime blockbuster. Now, of course, that character is a special case with him being inside the MCU. Right. And we just talked about MCU dates getting pushed back. Mm-hmm. But also, this Tom Holland Spider-Man is in a weird spot where it doesn't matter he's in the MCU. Yeah, I think because it's a Sony property kind of thing, Yeah, the MCU dates, they don't care. Like okay. Spider-Man movies come faster than the other MCU movies because... Sony only cares about Spider-Man, where MCU cares about all their characters. Yeah. So Sony just decides, like, yeah, crank them out. Yeah. They, they're working on their calendar. Yeah. But also, like, in the storyline, like, everyone forgot about him. There's that. Right. So it's like, you have some leeway sure. um, with with the way the his character is going to go. He's I think he's, these are going to be, like, brand new adventures for him, with yeah. everyone literally not knowing who he is. Yeah. Right. Okay. What about this? Last week, we talked about them making a live-action Miles Morales. Yeah. Are we... Is this too soon for that? That? Um, I think I think it might be actually. Like, I would love to see Miles Morales as a character. Mm-hmm. I want to see, almost see him like introduced in someone else's movie. Maybe he's in a Spider-Man four as a side character. Yeah, and then he works up to become Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, that sounds more likely. And because everyone, like you said, forgot Spider-Man, um, introducing Miles in that movie would feel better than like uh, like overcrowding it with other Marvel characters. Okay. Right? Yeah, it, it could be more grounded how Spider-Man was in like the. The, the Tobey Maguire ones and the Andrew Garfield ones. Yeah. You know, he's not in space. Right. Yeah. Right? He's looking for an apartment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that could be it. Uh, Spider-Man 4 seems likely. There's been talks about it, right? And I think um, I think they had started like early script writing, but of course it stopped during the strike. So they had already like started the, I don't know, phase one of, of that movie, right? To oh. get it made. Mm-hmm. So th- they planned to get it done. I think the writer strike is just causing a hiccup. Yeah. Tom Holland recently announced like one of those 
um, celebrity interactions that he's not going to come back unless uh, Sony makes something I need to come back for. Like, but I mean, I think that's just talk or whatever. Like money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, maybe that's just showing face for uh, support for the writers again. We brought up Miles Morales, mm-hmm. and Sony likes to make their villains into heroes. What about like a Prowler movie, specifically him? Where maybe he's a villain at the a, a criminal, let's say at the beginning of the movie, without introducing Miles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then I mean, he has to do he? something heroic. But at the end of the movie, he's still you know looking out for number one himself. Okay, so then maybe he like works for a a, a real villain. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's just like a job he takes on and then he realizes it's worse than he'd ever want to sign up for i mean yeah that could totally work i like that idea yeah and then maybe that introduces miles yeah that movie who do we cast okay i realize like there's a perfect casting out there ready is maybe just put marshall in the role because he voice acted the character but again he's doing blade yeah so you don't want donald glover i mean that's good too actually <laughs> I, I did you th- believe the little acting we got of him as um, the uncle was yeah. it believable? He's, no. I still want to laugh at him. Yeah, it was kind of a joke, right? Yeah, maybe it has to be a comedy too. Yeah, Prowler is such a weird character. Mm-hmm. So I remember having knowing that character, you know, back in the '90s before Miles was even thought of, right? Oh yeah, and he was like a C level character, and then they brought him up to A level because he's related to the next Spider Man. Nepotism. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him in the comic book. Really? I think I remember him specifically from the cartoon. Him like crawling around on the roof. Okay. Like not above the roof, like below the roof. <laughs> like Spider-Man, <laughs> the I guess. Yeah, 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 the ceiling. <laughs> well, I wonder if, yeah, there could be any other villains. That's what Sony does, take villains and create anti-hero movies about them. Yeah. Could we get uh, Black Cat or something like that? Uh, was it Silver Sable? Like these were already yeah. rumored and canceled projects. Yeah. But who knows? They might revive something. Uh, they could play around with the fact there's a lot of Spider-Man, like uh, a yeah. clone saga type thing. Uh, I wonder like Spider-Woman. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 More and more popular lately. I still don't know. Oh, yeah. They have the rights to that character, right? Um, yeah. I don't I don't really know her power set, but sure. Um, body contortions. <laughs> <laughs> you know. For the, for the comic book covers? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Impossible body contortions. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, switching over to DC, Um, James Gunn, co-head of DC Films, uh, was on a podcast. Um, I won't say which one. It could have been ours. Probably, I'm not saying it was. I'm not saying it wasn't. Listen to all of our episodes to look for that. Maybe it's there. You don't know. (laughs) But he was talking about um, the future of their movies. And apparently, though, the first DCU movie will be Superman Legacy. Okay. He's not the first DCU character that we're going to see so with the whole mix up of things i guess we're gonna call blue beetle the first dcu character right inside of james gunn's dc universe yes so um he is a character that was the movie is made by the old regime right but they're just gonna like grandfather him in so that makes me think like the movie had no connections to the snyder verse at all maybe no easter eggs or yeah it wasn't a big deal yeah yeah which is good i think that's a good move i i do like the character of blue beetle and what i've seen for the movie 
I think it's going to be good or at least fun. Yeah. So I'm sure they want to franchise that and make more sequels. Um, and it'd be easy for them to just like, hey, let's include them into this world. That's an interesting thing. Like having to start up something new, like maybe the first go at a character is the toughest. And mm-hmm. if they have something going on already, let's try to make a Blue Beetle 2. Let's try to make a Blue Beetle 3. Maybe yeah. That's, that's the whole reason to keep the character. Right. But I like how James Gunn is flexible with this, accepting characters into the fold. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moreover, he also said Aquaman 2, the Lost Kingdom, is that what it's called? Uh, that's also in the new DCU. Okay. Now that here's a head scratcher. Yeah. And um, spoiler alert, he's giving the reason of the Flash movie as why that fits. And um, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, really. But I, I, I kind of see your point now where multiverse can do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why I was just saying, let's make a clean break already at mm-hmm. the start. But right. I, I also see the point of like, well, using what they had already. Would you, what would you do if you were James Gunn given the job? Would you, these two characters specifically, Blue Beetle and Aquaman, would you have them part of your new universe or like just freaking would, start from scratch? I would have them, I would have Blue Beetle in my new universe. Blue Beetle specifically. But not Jason Moore's Aquaman. Yeah. And uh, I would like to keep Jason Momoa and probably have him play a different character. And as to not confuse the audience, I would introduce a new Aquaman before I introduce Jason Momoa's new character. Is anything else? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because then I'm introducing a new Superman, a new Batman, introduce a new Aquaman too, and then introduce Jason Momoa as Lobo, right? Okay. Like, I've heard he wanted to do that, right? And then and then pit him against Vin Diesel. <laughs> Finally, as introduced that character. <laughs> Okay, I, I I see how you're like cleaning things up, making it easy for the the moviegoer to. Yeah, because yeah. like he said, what Shazam: Fury of the Gods not in it. Okay, he said what was the last. <laughs> okay, we'll accept that. What was the last one? Oh, Black, Black Adam. He said like it's not in it. It's not in it. We're dropping yeah. that. So to keep like one character, which it sounds like it's keeping one character only, which is Aquaman, is weird. It is totally weird. Um, I bet Jason Momoa loves it. Remember that little clip he saw? We saw of him like he's, walking like, out. He's like. Yeah, he's like, so this is it. This is why he's keeping the job. He's getting paid some more. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I learned that Peacemaker 2 is for sure going to happen. And uh, I don't, yeah, that that's weird because that has connections to Snyderverse. Yeah, yeah. So wait, what's that going on there? Is it, are we just going to keep it uh, where it is? I don't know. There's a Waller, uh, is it movie or show coming? And I think that's still Viola Davis. Oh, yeah. So I it's don't like definitely it. uh, a mixed mash of just like keeping some, getting rid of others, and some stories continue. Some it's like New 52. Yeah. Okay. I, I, guess, I guess this happens in comics all the time. So yeah. We just don't realize it. But these are new territories when it gets to movie level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm excited for Blue Beetle. I'm kind of glad that it is part of the new DCU. Um, but Aquaman 2, I almost want to say don't make the movie. Really? And then blame it on the writer's strike uh, if that's what you have to do. Wow. I, I remember bad reviews coming in already for the thing, like yeah. initial impressions. Um, I'm okay with it. I, I like the Aquaman number one. Blue Beetle, I, the more I watch the trailer, the more I'm like, this looks kind of low budget, like too low budget to, for me to enjoy. Really? Yeah. With like the sword thing and like like Power Rangers posing. Sure. I don't think it's, I wouldn't call it low budget. It's maybe not as grand of a scale as like a Justice League movie, but I do think it's going to be um, kind of an enjoyable movie. Enjoyable. I wouldn't say it's like great. I don't know that, but I, I do want to watch it. Yeah. Uh, I hope to eat my words. Okay. I hope it's 
it's great, but it just the, the impressions of getting rewatching the trailer. Um, switching over to real comic book news. Sadly, this week was the passing of legendary um, artist John Romita Sr. Yes. Um, and if you think about like, is it this is like Silver Age Spider-Man stuff? It's probably him drawing it. Um, a certain era, you know, he yeah. had a long run on Spider-Man. Yeah. Well known. I mean, just a legend in the game. Some iconic story beats that are involving him, like the right. introduction of Mary Jane. Yes. Um, Spider-Man No More. Right. Right. Those classic um, covers. Yeah. He's he's behind all that. Classic artwork. Um, yeah. You know, you just got to pay tribute to to the, the legends of the game, John Romita departing us. Yeah. You know. I feel like, um, you know, that you have like the Kirby, the original, right? And then he's like the next like generation or something under the, of like legendary artists. Like Brett right? Old stuff. That yeah. really like, you know, put Marvel on the map. Yeah. A huge name in the game. Um, and then also like his son is also a, mm. uh, uh, avid, you know, uh, he has his own career involving right. comic book Great writing. Career. Still so, going. I mean, that, that's what's interesting too. Talk about nepotism that came up earlier. Did you know that he created uh, his son, John Romita Jr., created Prowler uh-huh. when he was 13? So, like, I, I don't know okay. what the story is, but like, <laughs> somehow with, with like, he, he got his, his now son. Now it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, you know, John Romita Sr. Yeah. Left us too soon. Yeah. Oh, man. If you can look up some of his work, it's, it's like legendary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that classic Spider-Man look, it's like he did that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it's kind of like, uh, for me, it's the largest span of Spider-Man. In your like head. His art style, right? Mm. Um, of course, you have like the earlier ones where it's like the classic golden age and then the later ones like Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man in the 90s. A modern. Yeah, but I feel like between before 90s and then after golden age, it's like all Romita Sr.'s Spider-Man. Wow, yeah. It feels like that way. I don't know. You get the the, the classic look when I think about it. I, I picture his Dr. Octopus for some reason. It's mm. so kind of iconic. Like, yeah. I don't know why. It's it's his his art is what I see. Right. Well, yeah. his art will live on. Um, he will be missed by uh, all of his fans. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to thank you guys for tuning in this far. Um, if you can, don't forget to subscribe uh, to Reader Copy Podcast or just follow us on Spotify. I think we're on Amazon Music, which is, I don't know how we got on there, but we're there. We crept our way on there somehow, but you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Say hello over there. All right. Uh, we have um, a new book for you this week. It's called Thanos Returns. If you've read comics long enough, you'll come to realize characters get killed off all the time and they come back to life, right? They'll return, they'll show up and start off where they start up back up where they were before, right? It just happens all the time. Wolverine probably like he died, gets killed off. Yep. Jean Grey is kind of a famous one. Yep. Sometimes you could vote on it. That's the thing. <laughs> like Robin, right? Yep. Uh, some characters are like it was almost like Sandstone is a rule they're never gonna come back. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like Robin. Uh, which one was that? That was not Tim Drake. That was not Grayson. No, it was the second one. <laughs> Jason Todd. Right, that one. Uh, uh, Bucky Barnes. Right. All these characters sure. get killed off and then return somehow or another. I think there's one that's like like this person never returned. I think so too. Uh, the original Captain Marvel. No. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking Uncle Ben. Okay, it's sure. Like a, for sure, they leave that alone. Yeah, it's it's like a a nexus point of view. It has yeah. to happen or something <laughs> for Spider-Man to come up. But 
Um, you know, some characters are maybe not the biggest, but this this character that we're talking about today is one of the biggest, one of the biggest bads sure. yep. of you know any comic book universe. Thanos. We're going to be doing one of his stories, Thanos Returns. Um, this is the beginning of the 2017 run of Thanos from Marvel. Uh-huh. Uh, it, we're going to be doing the first five issues of the storyline, okay. but it went up to like 18 issues. Cool. Our writer today is Jeff Lemire. He did the first 12, and then the last six of the issues uh, were done by Donnie Cates. Is he your favorite writer? Jeff Lemire. Yes, he is. Okay. Yeah, I you knew he was going to come up. He's my favorite writer. Um, you know, he's it has handled a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. He's uh, in the industry enough where he has some properties have been moved into TV, right? Like Sweet Tooth. I, there's yeah. a second season. I haven't watched it, but I've been meaning to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also I found out he made a TV version of Essex County. Oh, there was a TV version. So there's a TV version uh, of that that's only for Canada, Canada. Apparently, that's what I figured. And I can't watch it. Like I would literally <laughs> looked for the website. I've never even heard of cnbc the, the company. <laughs> what it's just like the company the canadian channel okay and I, it's just not available in country that's, ah. i think that's the first time i've ever like gone that on a streaming platform i felt like us us we are so spoiled we get everything but that, you gotta go to canada i gotta go i gotta fly out to canada just to watch this the artist today mike diodato jr uh his style is like kind of like cell shading style right sure i don't know if i like that typically but i like it here it's i kind of feel like it sometimes is too realistic <laughs> too realistic sometimes like it looks like um where they have like a picture of a person and then they just change the levels to make it look like it's like uh drawn but i like it here because it has he, he does this thing with like the comic book dots yeah you know that style the where you see an into the spider-verse type thing he does that with the gradients in the book that i really enjoy apparently that's a, a pseudonym um uh, uh, mike diodato jr's real name is diodato tumatugo borges filho okay i get why he changed his yeah. name <laughs> Um, but uh, this isn't the first book or they've worked together before Jeff Lemire and uh, Mike Diodato on uh, Berserker Unbound that was a Dark Horse comic I enjoyed that too it's kind of like if you dropped Conan the Barbarian into modern day life is that the Keanu Reeves book? no that's Berserker okay just Berserker yeah um, but um, what you should know about Thanos is uh, he died right at a certain point yeah uh, he died once I think he died probably also multiple times yes. this is him kind of like returning at a certain point they and turn him into a statue there's that yeah like, ah, his hands up <laughs> put your hands up yeah right <laughs> frozen like that um and when he's gone there's turmoil because there's also like people are there's a power vacuum yeah right um you might remember from the the movies he's got his own like like hit team like his four people the black order right, right? there's like seconds in command uh, those four characters and they play a part in the beginning here so i want to say um in the they're only created on the books so they could have them in the movies they're that kind of character it feels like it but in the books i want to say there's five of them there's a fifth one we don't talk about i think the fifth one just they never made it for the movie really okay yeah oh okay i never knew that i i, I could be wrong but I, i'm pretty sure that's right okay okay gotcha um, and some of these characters like you'll see are more prominent important characters in the book and in the movies they're like you forget they're in the movie yeah that's some other characters yeah yeah that's I read this a, a little while ago. I think it was just too recent enough for us to do for the podcast. And I, oh, I realized oh, I forgot about this book. Let's do it for the podcast. 
Um, let's go ahead and get to the story. So, like I said, um, Thanos's old sector of space it got taken over by one of his apprentices, uh, Corvus Glaive. That's one of the Black Order, right? Yeah, he's the one I was talking about. That guy? Yeah, people like he's pretty cool in this book, important, and in the movies, people forget he's one of them. Yeah, he he has speaking words in there. <laughs> yeah, so like, there's a female one, the magic one, the big guy, and then this guy. Yeah. Well, this is the guy with the with the blade. Yeah, that's his thing. But in the book, he's like the leader, and in the movies, he's like his one line, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, so much so they became a leader of the whole sector, right? Yeah. The power vacuum, and it's like. He's a different leader. People, he, he, at least his underlings like him, right? They think he's more generous, but he's still like a conqueror trying to take over other planets. Compared to ty- uh, the Mad Titan, yeah. Yeah. And uh, speaking of which, like, nothing can go wrong. It's, everything's looking good for Carvis Glaive, except Thanos returns. <laughs> he lands. Imagine, like, he comes back and it's like, everything that was his is now has, like, Corvus Glaive put his name on it. Right. <laughs> And he's he's sick about this. Like, look at what who this guy I think he is. He sicks his army on me, and they, you know, these random um, henchmen of Carvis Clave attack him, and it's it's like they're barely phasing him. They're just like poking at him basically with all their guns. Right. Um, he we even see these cool like energy beams come out of Thanos from his hands and kind of shoot out and just like it kind of he kind of just mows down Corvus Glaive's army yeah he's like just walking past them like the, no one's slowing him down he gets um to the tower where Corvus Glaive is, is and Corvus is like sitting on Thanos's throne and everything and right. it's like this is mine now like you you left it's I'm the ruler of this area now and the Mad Titan just like don't make me laugh right as Corvus Glaive sh- struts down his his uh, blade trying to attack Thanos, but he just blocks it like it's nothing. And uh, Samax, he like B slaps yeah. <laughs> Corvus Glaive across the face. And he says like this, like, because Corvus Glaive is like begging for his life now. Exactly. Right away, basically. And he says like, okay, here is the deal. You could kill yourself now or you let me kill you, which is going to be a lot worse. Yeah, longer. And he's like, trust me, this is mercy. I'm showing you mercy right now to yeah. even give you an option. And uh, Corvus Glaives decides to, to do it. And Thanos, he just steps over his Corvus's body and sits back onto the throne. Uh, as he he thinks he rightly should. Meanwhile, uh, we we visit this new character, this guy called uh, Trico Slatterus. <laughs> yeah. Um. Apparently, he's like this champion of the universe. That's what he calls himself, right? Um, it is like a nickname he gave himself. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's like a hello, I am like the, a name tag. He just writes champion. Yeah. <laughs> He looks like he listens to Bon Jovi. I can believe that. Sure, sure. <laughs> he, um, I think he's like the model version of Lobo. Kind of looks like that. Like white skin, but like crazy punk hair, like red. Um, and he's big and bulky, right? But he's paying a visit to this character, Star Fox. Yes. And Star Fox, if you don't know, he is Thanos' brother. Yeah. He's also an Eternal. Right. And he's um, Harry Styles. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I remember Star Fox from this comic when I read it. Yeah. And I saw Harry Styles on screen. I was like, oh, disappointment. Oh, really? Yeah. I just, I felt like he's not a good actor. Uh, but Star Fox, he's known to be this kind of a douchebaggy guy, kind of always smiling, um, uh, kind of braggadocious. Trico literally sees and visits Star Fox in the middle of middle of bed with a bunch of alien women. Right. And I guess he's been tasked to collect Star Fox and bring him to somebody. And Star Fox is like, I'm not going to go anywhere, right? Yeah, he's enjoyed himself. 
Um, Star Fox is like, what can you possibly have to offer me to um, want me to come with you? Like I'm in the middle of something and Trico says, We're, I'm giving you a mission, right? Our mission together will be to take out the Mad Titan. <laughs> and I think that intrigues him because he's like, you know, he, he's their brothers, but Thanos has always been more powerful, I think. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. Not to, it, yeah. It's like a kind of, he's putting a bad name on your family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you don't know, like the Eternals, like Thanos is actually in the comic books an eternal, but also with a deviant blood in him. That's yeah. why he he looks deformed and like purple and gigantic. The Eternals right. look like regular humans. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he actually goes with um, the champion of the universe, Trico Slatters, and they're like going to go to his boss who hired him to get Star Fox. But he says before he gets on, he's like, "We have to make one stop first. So essentially, he's like collecting these people that are going to form a team to try to stop them. That's right. They're making a hit squad, right? Um, and the fir- the next person they're going to go recruit is uh, none other than Nebula, right? Karen Gillan herself. Right. Nebula's story in the comics is pretty different than what's happened in the movies, though. Yeah. She, at this point, um, she's just a pirate, really. She's just robbing random spaceships and stealing their stuff. Uh, she's pretty cool though. She's like an action hero here. She's got a spaceship that has an AI and has the whole, like that's her entire crew is just her spaceship. Right. Um, meanwhile, Thanos, uh, he's like taking over again. He's the ruler again of that area. Yeah. But we realize now that, uh, I don't think he has much longer to live because mm-hmm. he is himself, like his nose is bleeding and he realized like, I, I need to find something that'll help me because he is slowly dying. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so that's that's why these heroes have a mission to take out Thanos. Well, if they could have done it any time, yeah. it's actually this is the moment. Right. So he's kind of vulnerable at this moment. Yeah. So he goes off to speak to the mentor, which is his dad. Yeah. His mentor is actually um, the head of the Eternals, right? Like the yeah. leader. Right. Um, but there's, there's drama. There's family drama there. Yeah. I don't think he likes his dad. I don't think so. <laughs> but he's like, he knows he's a great scientist. Yes. And he knows about him. He's like, you're going to go make me a cure. The mentor is like, um, he when he first sees Thanos, he just spits in his face. Like he really utterly hates him. It's like the worst mistake he's ever made is made his son. Right. I mean, at this point, Thanos is, he's done everything he's done in the movies. Like he's evil. Right? Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't want to help Thanos. Um, and then mentor does all the diagnostics, all the testing on Thanos. And uh, Thanos is like, fine, how long? And then um, Mentor is like, oh, you have a couple of weeks to live maybe. Right. Thanos is like, no, how long until you find me a cure? Yeah. And he's like, find you a cure. He almost like laughs at him. Like, first off, I don't want to find you a cure. Yeah. Secondly, it would take forever to find you a cure. It would take forever just to study your biology because you're so weird. <laughs> You know, you're weird. You're so different, right? You grimace. (laughs) So like, it's impossible. Um, He just calls him a monster, right? He calls it straight to Thanos' face. And Thanos, he says, finally, you sound like my father. And he just like punches Mentor straight in the belly and splits him in two. Right. His punch will rip you in half. (laughs) Absolutely. We cut to now uh, back with Star Fox, Nebula, and the champion of the universe. Yeah. And he takes him to the person that hired him to collect these people. And this person's name is Thane. Thane, he looks like a skinnier version of Thanos. And he's actually Thanos' son. Yes. So talk about family drama. Exactly. (laughs) Happy Father's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so 
it, it looks like Thane was the one that brought them all together. The one that brought in Trico to recruit these guys, and they have a meeting on some um, off outer rim planet to talk about the whole plan. Yeah, and he says like, "My father's dying. Now's our chance to actually end him." And uh, I selected you all individually because you kind of have your own personal reasons to want to do this. Of course, um, we come to realize like Thane, he he points at Star Fox and he's like, "I know why you're like this. Why you're like uh, a douchebag, basically." Yeah. It's because you're running from your feelings, running from your responsibilities. You're Thanos' brother and you feel guilty about being his brother. Yeah. Right? And Star Fox is like, oh, you kind of have me there. Right? That's why he's like putting on a front. Star Fox is actually a smart guy. He's actually a very strong yes. guy too. Capable. He, he, shows, he kind of plays himself as like this silly, naive playboy kind of a character. But he's actually very intelligent. Exactly. Right. Trico sees it too. Uh, Thane then talks about Nebula, right? At a certain point, Nebula called herself Thanos' daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for a reason like that, she he realized that Nebula calls herself that because she wanted to be feared herself. She wanted just to take his name. Right. Yeah. So there's all kind of like this built up guilt that each one has that they seems like the only way to get rid of that guilt is to kill Thanos. And to be clear, Thane is not a good guy. Oh, yeah? He's also a bad guy. He's just not as bad as his dad. Yeah. It's just like you don't want that on your name. Yeah. If you kill off Thanos, you still have his name. Like, it's well, pretty I, not far away. I think away. he also wants to prove himself. Like That's it. Everyone's scared of Thanos, but no one's really scared of Thane. <laughs> he, he's kind of always known as Thanos' son. Yeah. And also... Th- pales in comparison to Thanos yeah. forever, right? Right. And that's also why like Trico wants to do this too. He's a champion. He's like this guy who likes having trophies, wins. Yeah. And imagine the people that talk about Trico beating the great Mad Titan. Yes, yeah, the ultimate challenge for him. Exactly. So back to the Mad Titan, he's leaving that facility where he just killed his dad. Yeah. And he thinks he's alone, but he's caught off guard because a team has now surrounded the base and are ready there to apprehend Thanos. And this is one of my favorite parts of like the space of Marvel. Oh, really? Galactic? Is the Shi'ar Empire. And the people that show up are the Shi'ar Imperial Guard, which is their like top elite soldiers. They're warriors, right? Yeah. They're they're uh, they're super strong. Honestly, they, they look like random aliens with superpowers. Mm-hmm. I don't know who these people are. They're like space Avenger X-Men. Yeah. Pre- I mean, it's pretty on point, right? Yeah. But as you can imagine, space heroes, they have all these awesome powers. Mm-hmm. Like one of them's like on fire, like the human torch. Yeah. Um, one of them has, a lot of them are flying around trying to punch at Thanos um, a lot of Thunderbolts coming out of nowhere, like Red Thunderbolt. It's a pretty cool sight. So, yeah, they all team up to try to take out Thanos. They're pretty much like arresting him, right? They're hitting him with everything they got. And they know like Thanos is Thanos. He's almost undefeatable, right? Yeah. So they're kind of surprised that like we're actually like slowing him down and kind of getting some punches in. There's, a, I mean, there's a lot of them, right? There's yeah. like... First, there's like five of them, and then there's like second a second wave comes out of them. So there's like a, it's not a small team, right? And it's a lot like um, that attack uh, on Infinity War with like Star Lord and Iron Man. Yeah, they're all like making their little swipes at him, trying to make a coordinated attack. And uh, you know, Thanos is not going down with the fight. He now he's actually bleeding, and they're surprised to be hurting him. 
Um, there's just a lot of different uh, characters attacking him. They even have their own Ant-Man. Yeah, there's like a guy that like get hella big. Um, there's some characters here. I I don't know the names exactly, but I've seen them. Oh yeah, for like a long time. There's a woman hero here that has like a cape and she could like blast blinding light all over. Really? And I remember her from when the first time I saw the Shi'ar Empire, which was the X-Men cartoon. The cartoon. Yeah. Were they in a lot of episodes, or was it like just the, the Phoenix during Saga? The Dark Phoenix Saga. Yeah. There's a episode where the X-Men have to fight the Shi'ar Imperial Guard and she was like one of the characters there. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean that's the thing where like they put Jean Grey on trial or whatever. Yeah because she had the Phoenix Force in her. Right. And they're like she's too dangerous with her we have to kill her and the X-Men are like you're not gonna kill her. She's one of us. Yeah so then the deal was we'll have to fight and the winner gets to do what they want to do to Jean Grey. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> uh Still, they're coming at Thanos from left and right. The gigantic guy tries to grab him. And Thanos just like takes the giant guy's pointer finger and like cracks it in half. Yeah, breaks his pointer finger. He's like, you can't take me down. Uh, they're, they've had these two waves of the guards attacking now. And then they call in the big guns. Right. This guy is the original. I He's for sure one of the best. He is the best Shi'ar character. Yeah. This is Gladiator. He's the grand pater of the Shi'ar empire. Right. And he's like, I guess he's like the, I don't know if he's king. Is he king? No, he's not king, but he's like head of the military of the Shi'ar empire. Right. Okay. So he is, think of him as like space Superman with yeah. a mohawk. Right. And purple. Super strong. One of the strongest beings in Marvel. Definitely. And he comes in to attack Thanos. And you can tell like they have a history or something because they look at each other like, it's you, right? Yeah. There's There can only be one purple face. <laughs> <laughs> So now that Thanos is pretty beat up and dying, um, Gladiator is able to actually kind of defeat him and knock him out. That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now we're going to take it back to like why Thane did this whole mission in the first place, right? Right. Like you said, he's a bad guy uh-huh. and he would attack hordes of civilizations on his own trying to make a name for himself. This is eight months ago. And right now he's actually trying to take the sector that Corvus Glade used to own, right? Right. So now, I guess when Thanos was gone, there's yeah. like a battle for the throne almost, right? Game of Thrones. Um, Thane wanted it. Corvus Glaive wanted it. But um, do you know the character Ebony Ma, the other guy from Black Order? He's my favorite character in Black Order. He's like the magic one? Yeah. He, I think he was like mind manipulating Thane to really take over so that he could be in power. Yeah. You see a shot of him in here, like he's literally talking into his ear. Like you have, to, yeah. you have to take him out. <laughs> um, but Thane is really powerful. He's got these like energy blasts that he's mowing down again hordes of the Corvus's glaives army. And then um, these three powerful beings show up. I've never heard of these people before. Um, but essentially, they're like the oldest space magic. Right, <laughs> right. They're the guy like black hoods. I think they have like their Amity Maw species because they look the same. Yeah. So like these aliens that have magic, it's like space magic. Right. And they're kind of like the source of it, the original like creators of space magic. So they're like <laughs> witches, space witches. I like space magic. That's a good phrase. <laughs> and they actually take away Thane's powers. Yeah. So they show up and they punish him, right? Because he's like Thanos' son. And he wakes up and he, he pretty much has no powers and he's thrown in prison for his actions. He's back 
back in, he's down at the dungeons, Corvus Glaive's dungeon, and um, he's sad he lost. But they also throw in another character into the prison. It's Trico Slatterus from back in the day. Right. So this is old. Yeah. This happened in the past. And this is how they met. Um, they kind of like befriend each other. At first, they didn't like each other. Yeah. They're like, they, oh, you're Thanos' son. You've been there for months. You have nowhere else to turn to. They end up becoming buddies, right? They're sellies. Yeah. And so Cor- this is when Corvus Glaive is in charge. He wants to punish Thane even more. So he's like, I'm going to put you in, in solitary pretty much. Yes. And he throws him in there. And there's like months of being just in complete darkness by yourself. And it really breaks thing like there's moments you see here where he's like begging for any kind of help yeah I, it's really crazy like he's like in solitary he finds like a space rat and like eats it he goes he's going crazy and then he's like crying out because he now he's starting to hear voices right and he's really his father's son yeah because he then sees death like embodied yeah in his cell and it's basically like this beautiful woman right is death and is talking to him and uh, explains who she is. And Thane is like anyone but you, basically. Right. She, she knows. hates it. He knows what, like, she is the reason Thanos did anything. Yeah. He killed half the universe in the name of death. To impress her. To impress her, right. Right. So he knows he should be scared of her. But he, at this point, he's like broken. Yeah. So she can do whatever she wants to him. And she convinces him like, if you help me, right, I'll yeah. get you out of here. I'll, I'll save you. But you have to like, kind of like, devote yourself to me. Yeah. You have to prove yourself and want to get out your dad's shadow so the mission i'm giving you is, is you have to kill him basically right. um and so they escape but thane he doubles back and goes gets his friend uh trico slatter aside of solitary also right so now this is kind of why trico like is in great debt to Thane because he freed him from prison and so they they're jumping back to present day they're back at that round table talking about the mission star fox nebula and the two of them and uh that's their plan they're gonna take out uh thanos and uh, it's funny when Thanos, when, when Thane talks about how he's the leader of the group, they all kind of just laugh in his face. Right. But death is in his ears like, just just brush it off for now. We're going to we're gonna win this. And he's almost like brainwashed, right, by death. Yeah. But the others, they don't know this. They think he's just out for revenge. So they don't see death, right? But he is almost like going crazy. Inside his own head, he's always going crazy. Like, I have to do this, right? Yeah. And she's like convincing Thane that like, you will do it. You will kill him you'll become the next like great ruler they're giving he's giving her visions and it's like they're gonna beat thanos and there's just like this last shot of thanos on this crater on this in this asteroid that they defeated him killed off the mad titan and we're gonna leave it there for now yes will that come to fruition i don't know um but uh there's way more issues to this story uh keep it going i really enjoyed this i thought it was well written because like it feels a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Um. Maybe not as funny. Like a bit edgier. Yeah. I think, especially compared to the movies. I remember the Guardians I read. Maybe kind of read this way. Mm-hmm. People who thought they were cool. Yeah. I mean, like Nebula here. This is not exactly what Nebula looked like in the old comics. Yeah. But they made her look like the movie ones. True. Yeah. It's 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 past that point. I think you know Thanos at this time in movies was a big deal. So let's let's use that character in a book. Give yeah. him. His 
his own story. Yeah. Do you want to see Thane in the movies? I think it'll be confusing at this point. I think he is a side character, to be honest. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, he's not that popular. But I do like the idea of like the family of Thanos and like oh yeah, his brother Star Fox, Eros, and how they're Eternals and how uh, just explain maybe a little bit more about Titan, the 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 moon, yeah, that they lived on and the society that was and it became kind of like Krypton killed itself. Sure. So um, I'm kind of want eager to see that, but then also like Thanos is dead himself, so who cares? Yeah, I, I it's hard because of how they meet Eternals in the movies. Yeah, they're like robots or something kind of. So yeah. it's like hard to work that in. I they never call Thanos an Eternal or Deviant in the right. movies. Yeah, but uh, the I I I'm kind of looking forward to Star Fox if they can make him more feel like the comic book. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there was a little uh, sneak peek of uh, Easter egg of Pip the Troll in this comic too. Yes. Uh, we didn't mention it's that. It's kind of cool. But that's funny. So that was the Thanos comic book. Thanos Returns. Let's get into side stories. This past weekend uh, was the release of The Flash. Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about it. Me too. That's what I planned for reader for our uh, <laughs> side stories too. All right. Uh, we will get into spoilers. We will. But first off the top, like um, let's try to not to spoil anything yet. I don't know if, I don't know if crowds of people went to go watch it. Okay. I think a lot of people did, but like I'm sure some didn't yet. Uh, what was your like anticipating? Like what did you think the movie was going to be when you first like sat down? Were you excited for it? Do you think it was going to be good? By the time I'm sitting in the theater ready, I'm pretty excited. I think the trailers they got me. Okay, the you got, got. The, I got got the celebrities uh-huh. raving about it already. Yeah. James Gunn himself t- saying, you know, could be the best DC movie ever or up till now. Like, mm, okay. uh, I was like, that's a lot, but uh, I, I really liked it. Yeah. How about uh, you? I did really like it. I think um, some of the points uh, that I'll point out is um, Ezra Miller acting wise could sometimes because we've. The Flash is the thing we've seen him do the most of, right? Flash and maybe Harry Potter. Okay. So he, I kind of like boxed him in like this role, but in the this Flash movie, he's have more range. Yeah. And I think he's a pretty good actor, uh, especially having to do what he's done acting wise in this movie. I'm I'm more impressed in this than anything I've ever seen him act in. Okay, impressed. But yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I don't know if I found his acting great in the. Uh, in the first Justice League, right? Mm-hmm. The Joss Whedon version. Yeah, not really. I was a bit annoyed at him. You're right. And uh, I was worried about that going into this movie. Am I going to be too annoyed of Barry Allen? Uh-huh. But I think I think in the end result, because of some decisions, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I think it wasn't bad at all. Okay. Um, I All the nostalgia stuff, because we know they're packing that in there. It, to me, it wasn't heavy handed. It was just right, handled right. And I bought into it. Oh, you did? Yeah, I liked it. I, I mean, I grew up on <laughs> Michael Keaton back man it's so funny okay yeah. um i thought you had your guards up you're shielding yourself from the nostalgia of it all i mean but they got to you if it was bad i would say it's bad but i don't think it was bad i think it was done well yeah yeah um there was a guy in the audience that loved it <laughs> yeah our theater like the <laughs> there was a guy clapping every possible like quiet moment yeah. build up and just yelling Any time Michael Keaton was on screen, he was screaming. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like having one of those in the yeah. theater. It just riles you up a bit. Uh-huh. I'm not the one that's going to be screaming out yeah. loud. So when someone needs to do it. <laughs> and then I'll say this, the writing, Not I'm not talking about so much the word for word dialogue, but just the plot and what happens in the movie, the story writing, I thought was very, very creative. Yeah. And I thought, um, uh, I thought that they thought 
about every possible, not maybe not every, but like conflicts or reasoning, and they worked out a reason for it to be that way, and it worked. Like it, yeah. it wasn't, um, it wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap. Yeah, it made sense for the story, uh, and I really liked it. I, I thought so too. There was no, no blaring. A plot holes, mm-hmm. I would say. Maybe if I thought about it a lot, but nothing that annoyed me too much. Um, it's one of those things where in comic book storyline, you have to kind of work it out and make it make sense. Yeah. And yeah, it all does in this one. Right. Yeah. Um, we were talking before that the MCU and the DC, or maybe, yeah, well, MCU is, is kind of like more grounded a little bit. Like, yeah, they deal with aliens and space and time travel, but I think their base is just a regular Earth. Okay. Whereas DC, their base, their like default state is a little bit of a fantastical Earth. Like it's heightened where like um, they don't even have real cities. They have like Metropolis and Gotham, right? It's a little bit more uh, exaggerated, right? Yeah. And just the beginning of the movie felt like, okay, that, that it's everything's a little exaggerated already. Yeah. When you think of like just the comics themselves, DC sees themselves like their characters are gods. Yeah. And like the monsters. Right. What Marvel is like, it's humans with superpowers. Yes. Right. Yeah. And it's not just that when you make the DC movie, they give you more leeway to do fantastical stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, that's what we're aiming for. Right. We're aiming for extra, like, unworldly, uh-huh. not just the story, but like the feeling of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. And it felt like that. Yeah. And uh, you want to f- think like, oh, this is too fake looking, but yeah. we don't care. I think, um, uh, yeah, some, some things I cared about. Yeah. Okay. I was here. <laughs> the music, uh, in, in the Justice League, um, even in the Whedon Justice League, the music, spe- especially for the flash scenes, like his themes and music yeah, really got me and I loved it. Right. Wow. It had a real, almost Harry Potter feel to it. Whereas in this one, I think they tried to do that, but it was, it didn't achieve as much as those other ones did. So certain scenes where the, the music is swelling and building up, uh, I like what I'm seeing and I like what's happening, but the music to me falls a little short. Whereas in Justice League, when that happens, the music is like prominent and I it really adds to the scene. I'll need to revisit that because um I don't recognize a Flash theme or whatever. It was it new for that movie or was it like yeah. building off old Flash material or anything? I think like that? it's new for the movie, but it's like a very like um I'm talking about the scenes where like he has to run super fast, so it's in slow motion, so you can see it. Oh yeah, and it's a very like mystical magical kind of like theme that's happening uh it kind of sounds like harry potter honestly almost like magical because he's tapping into this thing yes. no one else has the speed force right yeah okay okay I, I i didn't notice that i guess i have to look into that or look for, look yeah. for it in this movie again i do want to rewatch it i think oh this movie yeah okay yeah i i do want to rewatch it there's a lot of um cool easter eggs and things that i want to get into so i guess this is your spoiler warning uh we're just gonna talk freely now about the flash movie and free ball it yeah yeah out, out of the suit yeah. <laughs> Watch the movie. I enjoyed it. Um, when I said like Ezra Miller has good range, it's because he's playing two versions of himself. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're right. One is the annoying kind of younger one. And I get it. Right. He's in contrast. But the newer mature one, I thought, oh, now we're seeing his range. He's getting angry. He's getting he's, he's angry because he's scared. Right? Yeah. Right. Uh, and I, I could see that in the movie. There's that. He's um, seeing him. He's seeing another version of himself, a younger version yeah. of himself. So he's all also like almost angry at himself for for also like causing the situation yes right of of causing this uh alternate reality uh-huh. he's like dang i messed up so he's angry he's obviously angry at right. himself for this yeah 
And yeah, I, it is the fact that they're splitting, like splitting the characters, like one as annoying as you can get almost. And I, for that, I, I thought that was a good move on the director's part or the writer's part. Yeah. Um, when I said I, I really like the writing, it's the the idea they had where um, it was the day he got his powers is the day he got like got pushed out of time again, right? So he had to make sure that the younger one got his power so that he would have his powers, right? Right, yeah. And instead, what happened was his powers was transferred from the future one to the past one, which then locked the future one in that time frame in the past. Good point. So that was like, oh, that's so smart. Smart, because otherwise, why would he not just leave any time? Just right? go go back again, yeah. and change what you just messed up, or not even change it. Like at that point, he thought everything was good. He would just went back to his time. Okay, yeah, okay. But because he lost his powers, he couldn't do it. And I really like that part of the movie. Throughout the trailer, before watching the movie, you see Flash in the Flash suit, and then regular Barry Allen in regular clothes. And I always thought the one in regular clothes was the younger one. Oh, really? Yeah, because Flash has his powers and the other one doesn't and it's the reverse and uh, watching the rest of the movie that way i was like wow this is not what i thought it was you like that yeah yeah i i I guess it's it's almost an origin story in itself it's just a different flash's origin right they didn't he never gave this flash his own movie he was introduced in justice league right so you kind of get the audience who maybe not know they are showing you how he's got his powers right without doing an origin story yeah it's it's interesting it's like the 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 beginning of this character and maybe the end of this character i don't know if it is but like (laughs) yeah with with the way the dc universe is going it might be (laughs) right i still don't know the way um they explain it in the movie with michael keen and he's making spaghetti i thought the visuals of how he was explaining it was that was like perfect that was awesome because they're playing into a trope of explaining time travel of back to the future with the chalkboard of interstellar or no arrival maybe yeah arrival like a time loop and things like that Uh of like some scientist teaching you or smarter person teaching time travel when he says like you think the multiverse is just one fork and then he spills all the spaghetti it's like it's really like this and some overlap some don't and those overlapping points are like things that like have to happen no matter what yeah um uh, it really i don't know it really like hammered in the point of the story that leads into the climax of the movie oh yeah is that um his mom that stuff he changed that has to happen because if he doesn't all these effects will happen and then um cause the villain of the movie which is zod yeah to win yeah which i don't i guess it that doesn't make sense now that's a plot hole there why? What? No, like that didn't happen in the first timeline. Zod doesn't win, right? Because uh, Superman exists in there. Yeah, okay, I guess maybe that's the whole yeah, the flip of it all. Yeah. Okay, there's that. So they're 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 working with what we already know of the DC universe and clean things up, right? With like what, how he rewrites stuff when he goes back. Uh-huh. And I thought that was great. Like the reasoning for each thing of like why Aquaman is in a roundabout and Wonder Woman. Why they're not there? Yeah, and like it brings the stakes of the situation right yeah yeah i thought i thought that could have been fumbled but it wasn't sure yes you know what i'm saying yeah um i like the scene where like we saw oh he was there during the attack of zod and he tried to help but he he just wasn't ready to a learning moment yeah so it really makes that old universe feel complete like everyone is there yeah everyone is part of that same universe and the events that happened to one happened in all the other characters lives so when we saw him there i thought that was cool Mm. um and then when he realized like this it's happening again and but there's no like superman or justice league 
to stop Zod. Like he now realizes like what he did is going to like destroy the whole earth. Yeah. And he's like growing up in the moments, right? Yeah. Like, like all in one day almost. Um, I think there were some laughs in the movie that I think hit for me. Like, I don't know if I remember anything specifically. Some, I guess some, some of the young Barry stuff was funny. Yeah. And so like, I, yeah, I was laughing. The, okay. The beginning scene of the whole movie, I think that was scary and funny with the baby's shower. I, I was going to say, I don't like it at all. Why? It's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of a stupid movie. It's stupid. It looked bad. Oh yeah. It felt like hacky slapstick in a, what would end in like a pretty serious movie. And I think the only reason they kept it in is like, we spent a lot of money on this. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I get the tone of the movie after that. It's going to be kind of dumb and funny. Like with- But the- it ends really serious. Oh, well, like saving the babies? No, the whole movie ends like seriously. Yeah, you have to re- resolve it with a big climax, I guess. Yeah, but I just don't think that was necessary. Uh, and it, that's like the one part I kind of hated. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. I I think it uh, allowed me to just like let go a bit of it. It doesn't. It's not going to be serious. This whole thing. Yeah. Um, I think if we just didn't have that, I would still get the the rest of the humor would still work. Okay. I I all right. I, I guess it just <laughs> didn't land for you. And that's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hated it. Okay. Uh, what else did you like about the movie or did not like? Okay, I, I really loved, um, I forgot her name. Is it Kayo's Supergirl? Oh, Sasha Kaye. Kaye, yeah. Yeah. I uh, loved her, everything. Yeah. Her acting in it, the story they had her in, uh, and then her action scenes were like really good. Like some of the best stuff in the movie to the point where like I want a Supergirl movie of hers. Yeah. It, she's really angsty, right? As you can kind of believe it, right? She's. Yeah. Uh, from her story about being like locked up and then the, I guess, being attacked by Zod or like being hunted down by Zod. Yeah. It really makes her, her anger and rage kind of really palpable. And her mission was to protect Kal-El and she failed on that. Yeah. Because humans imprisoned her. Um, kind of like when she like enrages and like attacks everybody, like it was super cool. You feel it? Yeah. 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 It's not Clark Kent who was raised by humans. Yeah. And is like making the turn now. He's she was just she's a stranger to this world. Right. Yeah, yeah. But then as soon as they free her and she starts to heal and stuff, I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. You guys are gonna get it now. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> and like um, Man of Steel. Say what you want about that movie. It has some of the coolest like super strength and flying fight stuff. Yeah, and and they brought that here again with with her and fighting like Zod. It didn't feel played out since we saw it again, but it's like it's still really good. Yeah, I like seeing it and the. Zod stuff, uh, uh, his luck with like the helmets and all of the Kryptonian armor, it is pretty legit still. I, yeah, I, I like the, cool. the look of it. Speaking of that, do you like the Flash's costume? I think it was a good move to make the costume look more brawny. I oh, think. you think so? I think so, yeah. Okay. It just looks, he looks more like a hero. What do you think? I did like the Justice League version better, I think. Like the kind of makeshift metallic looking one. Yeah. To me, that just seems more fitting of that universe. Okay. But uh, I didn't hate this one. I just, I don't know if I did like the he looked like every part of his body was the same girth. <laughs> <laughs> He's a tube? Yeah, it did look like a tube. Okay. That's kind of funny. I, I think it, it looks unrealistic. Like he sure. doesn't look like that without the, you know, yeah. in regular clothes. When he would wear the costume, but his, not wear the hood part, I was like, okay, that looks kind of cool. Yeah. You're like, 
Okay, what about Flash's costume, the other one? The makeshift one? Yeah. I, I think it's played for jokes, and I, I I get it. Yeah. I mean, he needed something, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Batman stuff is cool. Michael Keaton, um, still like it, brought it again. Just like in the, his Batman movies, he's has a little bit of humor to him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, I I liked it. Uh, there's plenty of references. The the bag, that laughing, that's from the end of the first Batman movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. The Batmobile is sick. Uh, the Bat plane thing was cool how like his cockpit would stay level but the whole thing is spinning around yeah it's science yeah <laughs> just that i mean it's been he's older now from when those movies came out so if it's yeah. the same batman same lineage he'd have something new some fancy new toy right yeah he said he cleaned up Gotham and like Gotham's like the safest place now <laughs> that's great that's a good thing i guess that's what we're aiming for yeah um, but yeah, I think, I think that was success. Um, I, I honestly thought they were still going to make him, uh, like Thomas Wayne, like a flashpoint copy, but I think if I they think... couldn't get Michael Keane, they would have. Oh yeah. They would just get like, I don't know, uh, the guy that played Ben Affleck's dad in PVS. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Negan. Yeah. Is it Henry Dean Stanton? That's right. I yeah. think so. Something like that. Henry Dean Morgan. Dean Morgan. Yeah. Uh, him as a Thomas Wayne Flashpoint Batman, I think would be sick too. Would be good. Yeah. yeah I guess so. He, he played more of that like uh, hard nosed, yeah. angry Thomas Wayne Batman. Right. Uh, but they couldn't turn down getting Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, the logic of the different multiverse stuff with them being a, a Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton thing. Uh, I like that. And I wonder if it's going to spill into the new DC universe. And, you know, we could just have infinite number of people. So, yeah, like you're saying about Ben Affleck and Joaquin, having two Batman in the movie. There's actually three. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I called it. I think I called it. <laughs> Um, all those cameos were fun. They, I don't think they uh, really changed the movie or anything, but they're fun to see. Uh, and their their version of the multiverse kind of thing looked cool when I first saw it. I was like, "What? What are those? What are those?" And then once you kind of they focus in on it, you get to see like other oh, universes and their versions of the heroes. I thought like, okay, that's pretty cool. I think it's really cool interpretation of it, like visually. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it, it feels like this CG in this movie. I don't know if it's great. No, some parts of it are pretty bad. Pretty bad, right? And they also the fact they have to have two Ezra Miller faces on there, certain scenes, some angles, it looks yeah. bad. Um, but the so the the visuals of those like different colored universes looks weird. But it's mm -hmm. fine. I get what we have to do something. Yeah. Uh, did you like? I think I think that interpretation of like time and the different universes. I think is pretty dope though. It's yeah, like a, it's like I a, did like it. A diagramma. Yeah, and then they're showing like he's causing some of them to like collide and destroy each other. Yeah. So uh, it's basically a Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty bold. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, was any of those cameos like spoiled for you? I didn't. I didn't know those were happening. Like the my favorite was the Nick Cage one. Yeah, that got spoiled for me. Yeah, you knew that already. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought that was super cool. So I actually I. I, I, I love that one. Okay. I didn't lot like how there's a gigantic spider <laughs> scorpion thing. <laughs> yeah. Besides that, pretty crazy to see. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like seeing like Adam West, Batman. Um, uh, who was the other one? Christopher, like Christopher Reeves, Reeves. Superman. And the Supergirl from that universe. The older Superman, the black and white one, had a Jay Garrett flash running in it. Oh, really? That was cool. Yeah. You didn't see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the middle. In the middle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, was that supposed to be like the cartoon version? Like the very first Superman? Or was there Superman There was a black moves? and white. Superman live action. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if there was a Jay Garrett in it, but that it was cool to see that one in it. Oh, okay, never knew about this one. Interesting. Yeah. Um, when uh, because I know these kind of movies, when this monster being pops up and punches 
flash out of the chronosphere. That's what it's called, the chronosphere. Well, you look the self? No, they said in the movie like oh, really? twice. Nice. Uh, I was like, okay, well, that's evil version of him. <laughs> oh, you've pulled that right away? Yeah. When he punched him? I thought it was, they were going to do Professor Zoom, reverse flash. I was like, oh, they're playing with us. Like, you're, you're going to think this is reverse flash. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. But it was just like, uh, it's kind of like the show Dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the villain is just an older version of the hero. Doesn't make sense, but fine. Well, there's, I guess there's a lot of plot holes. Yeah. Um, do you have any plot holes in mind? Well, like, like, one. like that one, like the future version of him creates this other divergent version of him. Yeah. It's the hero, but the also paradox. the second villain. Yeah. yeah. There's that paradox. And then like the younger one like dies. Yeah. Which kills the future, future one, but not the future one. <laughs> <laughs> that kills him, but it's like he still has to live this. I think he's alive because they're in a part, they're in like an outside of time at that moment. A pocket dimension. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, the idea is that if infinite realities exist, this is the one place where uh-huh. this is existing normal. I don't know. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where like they're fighting Zod, right? And then um, Batman... Okay, this is all spoilers now. Oh, yeah. Batman dies and Supergirl dies and they're like, we can just run back in time again and f- change that, right? Yeah. So they do and they run back in time like whatever it is, like five minutes. But there's still only two of them when technically there should be four of them now, right? Running back to that other time. Yeah, whenever you go back in time, you don't inhabit the body you're in. You're a new separate being. Yeah. The first time they went back, there was four of them. But then I guess they keep coming back and wouldn't there be infinite amount of flashes in that time? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I don't don't think there was four of them because they didn't, there's no scene where the four of them were like there. Yeah, they didn't say hi. Yeah, but that overlap of time, there should be like four of them running around. Okay. I think there was, but okay, fine. But, all right. I don't don't know if there was, Uh, but it's kind of like a plot hole or, or... just kind of like they just let it slide okay um yeah i don't know if there's any more i, I would just say it was a pretty good movie i give it an 8.5 out of 10 i i yeah. don't i if you're comparing it to the recent movies like across the spider verse uh-huh. guardians of the galaxy i don't think it's quite there yet as far as these comic book things but a pretty good movie i was not disappointed so james gunn said like because of this movie aquaman is still jason momoa yeah okay yeah that again right yeah. so is is ezra miller still flash and if that's I guess then that means George Clooney is Batman <laughs> continuing that like that new timeline yeah I, I don't think so. I think it's that reasoning that like for some reason Jason Momoa is always Aquaman. Okay, but Batman could be different people. We could, the new DC actors. universe could be a totally different diver, uh, different timeline. Yeah. But for some reason Jason Momoa gets a special deal. Yeah, it's either him or he doesn't even exist. <laughs> yeah, that was that, right? He was never born. Yeah. So what's what's the deal with that? It's just, a, I guess, maybe a reason a way to keep the, the actor. Right. Maybe they're friends. I don't know. They also said like... Um, uh, Jorel, remember in Man of Steel, put like the history or whatever of Krypton into Clark. Yeah, but for some reason he put it into Kara this time, just so Zod would need Kara for a reasoning. Yeah, yeah, it's I, a little bit of a easy little plot device to yeah. make it easier. The um, I remember uh, Supergirl talking about the beautiful world of Krypton. Right, it was a beautiful. And I'm thinking about like what we saw of it in Man of Steel. Like, like everything's dildos. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. What I was um before they revealed what happened to Jorel in this universe. Okay. Or or sorry, Kalel. Right. Uh, I was really hoping that um because they find her in Russia, right? Oh. That he was Superman but for the Soviet Union. A la Red's Red Sun. That would be cool too. I uh, yeah, I, that 
possibility entered my mind. Yeah. That like, why is there no Clark Kent? Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that might have been cool, but um, it gave more sense that um, that he was killed off to make Zara more rageful at the end. Yeah. Yeah. An angsty Supergirl, which I, th- I think is the vibe we're going to go with the new Supergirl movie. Yeah. I wonder if they can reason a way to keep her as the. Actor. I would love it. She yeah. was great in this movie. She was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's a cameo of Gal Gadot that I didn't know was going to happen. Sure. I have a feeling why they did it. Because she can be in any movie now. She was- <laughs> um, because I bet they contractually obligated to put her in, what, six movies? And they needed two more. This counts. So they put her in this and they put her in Shazam. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Because they're, they're not going to do another Wonder Woman. They're not going to do another Justice League. I wonder what deal Ray Fisher got. For Cyborg, you know. Where is uh, he at this whole movie? I don't know. He's playing football. <laughs> um, all in all, I did like the elements they took from Flashpoint, the comic book we did last week, um, but make it work for their movie. Uh, I really enjoyed it. The part where like Barry's like, I got to get my powers back. So they strap him to an electric chair. Yeah. And it doesn't work at first and it works the second time. Like that, that's from the comic book. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Those beats, I thought what they took from it was great. Yeah. And he Musietti, I think as I say it, he said, I don't want to make a carbon copy of the comic book and sure. he didn't it was pretty pretty different and i like yeah. that um so it sounds like he's gonna sign up to be batman director yes like that's confirmed, confirmed yeah. yeah what do you feel about that I, th- I think it's a good move as long as they don't throw babies out of buildings i'll be happy with it yeah how about dogs is that fine <laughs> even that like, <laughs> dogs and babies keep them safe okay all right um, yeah, I'd say if you haven't seen it, go watch it. After watching all the other DC movies, because you might need to know. If, maybe you don't. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, you're worried like, oh, I don't need to watch this because it's not going to count or it doesn't part of the new DC, like you still probably would enjoy watching it. Yeah. You're still missing out if you're skipping it for that reason. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you don't want to miss out on us. Be sure to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just search us in your podcast app or Spotify or... Google Podcast, Apple, anywhere you listen to podcasts and uh, hit the follow button. Go ahead and look up at the Reader Copy Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can uh, lock in to us over there. All right. We'll be back next week with a brand new comic book. Until then, Daniel, hit it with the outro. If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. See ya.